The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and welcome to another edition of Friday Night Live with me at Shaban this late Friday evening on the 17th of April 2020 corresponding to the 23rd of Sha'ban 1441 Inshallah as usual we are broadcasting live on Luton 105.1 FM and we are also broadcasting across the nation on our sister, with our sister station partners in Sheffield Link FM Peterborough Salam Derby Nottingham and also live on Facebook, well, not, not Facebook today, but live also broadcast uh, via our Inspire FM app and of course via the Inspire FM website. Uh, so if you've got the app or the, if you've tuned in via the website, welcome. Uh, nationally, welcome to all our listeners. Uh, try, you know, tune in and try to join today's discussion. Uh, we've got an interesting lineup today okay it is live on facebook too fantastic okay jazakallah here for that producers uh put me in touch with the latest information uh we are uh 01582481822 number here in the studio for uh for to, to get in touch with uh me and to get any of your views questions across to our panel panel that we're going to speak into this evening uh for social media messages sms whatsapp is the normal number zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two so that's the number um, for your social media messages and then again inshallah we are currently working from home uh but i have access to uh you know remote access to the studio uh, pc so i can see your social media messages alhamdulillah so feel free to reach out and get in touch your sms whatsapp messages do count zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two inshallah okay so we continue to live through these unprecedented times and uh, however as we as we're constantly hearing the reminder let's be patient remain patient in these turbulent times and remember stay safe stay home inshallah uh, also a quick reminder because we are broadcasting from our respective home makeshift studios uh, so if there is any technical issues any interferences or if the kids decide to run into my makeshift studio then please apologize in advance with regards to those uh, but anyway inshallah today is a very special friday night live actually we are a week away from ramadan i don't think that that missed anyone's attention that we are a week away from ramadan and the ramadan spirit is beginning to kick in you've seen a lot of the different issues you've seen a lot of different reminders that are already being issued by uh, social media uh, and of course it's uh, it's only uh, natural and it's only correct that we start getting into our minds uh, our you know, physical selves our schedules our planning around Ramadan the blessed month of Ramadan is a month away and no surprising today's Friday Night Live is dedicated to the subject of preparing for Ramadan and mashallah we've got some interesting uh, we've got an interesting lineup i have to say a very interesting lineup so between six and seven i'm going to be speaking to uh ustad saad taslim ustad saad taslim now from the al Maghrib institute uh, which i believe is a u.s-based institute uh, I, I may be corrected if i'm wrong but that saad taslim we're going to be speaking to very very shortly and, I, and i'm told i, I mean i have to confess i haven't i haven't spoken to uh ustad saad taslim previously but i'm told he's very hot and very very topical and very very kind of uh, in tune with our youth right so we're going to be speaking to Sa'ad Taslim about preparing for Ramadan but with a special focus around youth right uh, inshallah ta'ala so that's what we're going to be covering between six and seven and then from seven to eight o'clock we continue with Ramadan and Ramadan preparation but we're going to be looking at Ramadan in lockdown and we've got a separate uh, kind of a wider perspective that is going to be presented by Ajmal uh, you know Ustaz Ajmal Masroor and he's going to be giving a, a live lecture so it's going to be a live transmission of a lecture from brother Ustaz, uh, Ustaz Ajmal Masroor who's going to be discussing Ramadan in lockdown 
that's going to be transmitted inshallah from 7 to 8 o'clock so inshallah i believe a, a very positive and a, a fantastic lineup this evening inshallah to really get everyone in the spirit of mind in terms of preparing for ramadan and i think that is the number one focus that our mind should be towards and, and geared towards in the next seven days as we close up our uh, as we close in to ramadan Right, so inshallah, let's, let's get into our first uh, topic inshallah we're going to be covering and as, as I said, it's going to be preparing for Ramadan. We're going to be in conversation with Ustad Sa'ad Taslim inshallah. Ustad Taslim, oh, I was going to say he's going to be joining me shortly but I've just seen my uh, connection and mashallah, I've already got Ustad Taslim connected so I'm going to go straight to Ustad Salim in about a minute inshallah. But just before I do that, very quickly, quick summary in terms of where we are, what is the context. We're in lockdown, right? Up and down the UK, we're in lockdown. Globally, we're in lockdown. Massages, pretty much unavailable. The collective atmosphere that we're going to be relying upon, or we normally rely upon, in terms of Ramadan, the Taraweeh, the Iftar, you know, that Qiyam al-Layl is not no longer going to be available to us, right? So that's that's a, uh, that's something that people are definitely feeling. People are already talking about. People are you know are, are going to miss, right? So. The, the, the challenge is how do we still utilize, benefit, optimize the output that we get from this month of Ramadan with those, with those challenges that we're inevitably going to face, right? And we can see already very clearly that even in the, in the case of UK, okay, the latest death toll that I, I believe I checked earlier was almost over 14,500, right? 850 almost new cases were reported in the hospital. And we know that the lockdown has been extended another three weeks. So pretty much, it seems like it's going to be the whole of Ramadan in lockdown, right? So that's the, that's the context, right? Very quickly, quick introduction to Ustad Saad Taslim. So if I've got it correct here, public speaker, educator, uh, instructor at Al-Maghrib Institute and a graduate of Medina University. On that note, inshallah, let me see if I can go straight to Ustad Taslim, inshallah ta'ala, and get Ustad Sa'ad Taslim live. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ah, fantastic, man. So far, 100% good with the technical issues. Alhamdulillah, jazakallah for joining us on Inspire FM. Wa alaikum. Pray you're well, inshallah ta'ala, and the community, family around you are also well. Alhamdulillah, so far, everything's going pretty well. Alhamdulillah. Right. And am I correct in also saying that Al-Maghrib Institute, sorry, for my lack of research, but is also a U.S.-based institute, and, and yourself are also based out in the U.S. Is that correct? So um, I guess it is based in the U.S., uh, but we have um, so we have like, like a, a Europe uh, section. Um, we have a section for Asia. Um, so it's we we have seminars all over the place. Um, so I guess yeah, it was it was started in in the U.S. in North America, but. Uh, we do have seminars all across Europe and Asia and so on and so forth. Alhamdulillah. Okay, fantastic. And, and very, very quickly, let's, let's just have a quick introduction uh, to yourself for, for our listeners. So, so we, sure. we have a, 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 a national uh, a listenership for, uh, for, for Friday Night Live and also for Inspire and the, the radio station, but in particular, this particular uh, program. Uh, and Ustad Saad Taslim, I mean, it's very interesting because I did read a, a bit about your background and profile. I don't know how much of that you like to share, but it's on the public domain, so I assume you're happy with that. Mashallah, a very interesting background. Do you want to just give us a quick introduction to your, to your background uh, to, to uh, some of our listeners? Sure, sure. I know there's, uh, there's quite a lot out there. Uh, not all of that is by choice from me. Um, I know sometimes, um, and I know it's, you know, it's kind of sad to say this, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, speaking and lecturing and so on and so forth, sometimes you get marketed, which is not really a term I like to associate with, obviously, teaching and, and Islamic da'wah. Um, and oftentimes when I do get marketed, people often mention my past because it's kind of a way to draw in young people, yeah. which, um, as long as it's not in praise of, like, you know, sins and so on and so forth, I don't have a problem yeah. with it. It's just really awkward for me to hear that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but like I said, I don't have a problem with it as long as it's seen in the correct, uh, in the correct light. 
So um, I grew up, uh, basically I was born Muslim. My parents uh, are Muslim, alhamdulillah. Uh, but we weren't really, like my family wasn't practicing Islam. Uh, not only that, I think um, a lot of uh, immigrant parents um, have a certain lifestyle. Um, my parents are like, many immigrant parents, like my dad came to America in, I want to say the late 60s, early 70s. Um, and then me and my siblings were all born uh, in America and the States. Um, but a lot of times, I think, and this may be a little bit of a difference between like the UK and the US. Uh, I know in the UK, people really tend to hold on to their culture a lot more. Um, this is, and this is my understanding, Allah Adam. Um, and the US, it may or may not be that way. And so my family, we were kind of cultural, but not like super cultural. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, the deen and Islam gets passed down and gets passed to like our kids through our culture because we kind of, you know, make them the same thing. We make culture and Islam the same thing. So, you know, as we have our kids hold on to their culture, we have them hold on to Islam as well. Yeah. Um, in my case, we did whatever Islam I had was, yeah, through my culture, but we weren't like super cultural. So that's why I didn't have much of Islam either. Um, I didn't have the typical experience that a lot of um kids have whose parents are, are immigrants um, uh, I didn't really have any Muslim friends growing up um, I had like I didn't go to Sunday school I didn't so, really so, go to the masjid so, so what uh, triggered the, the Islamic re renaissance within you then yeah so to kind of fast forward you know I actually didn't I, I, I identified as being Muslim but if you really ask me anything about Islam I didn't really know a lot Sure. Um, and even I, I, I look back at my life and, you know, people would often ask me, like, do you believe in God? And I would say, look, I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I don't really think about it. So that's mm -hmm. the life that I came from. Um, and then in, in college or as, as you all call it university, um, that's where, you know, I started to really look for the purpose of life and, you know, I started asking myself the, the big questions and I was taking a lot of psychology yeah. classes as well. Right, um, right, right. And kind of asking myself the big questions, and the big questions for me are, what is the purpose of life? Yes. What happens after you die, and so on and right. so forth. And that kind of led me down a path to um, seeking the purpose of life, and then eventually Islam. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. As Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says. Right, fantastic. I thought I thought it is good to set set the scene. Uh, introduce yourself to myself to to our listenership inshallah and when we come back in the second half of the the hour I really want to ask you some questions about skateboarding and snowboarding I mean, that sounds <laughs> sure. pretty, pretty cool sure. and I'm sure our, our listeners will, will be interested in that but, but let, let, let's talk about the subject matter at hand uh, uh, and that is Ramadan uh, preparing for Ramadan now you know the, the the picture from the U.S. is is very bleak when it comes to the coronavirus and, and the statistics, yeah. and we, we see some of the states, especially New York, which is the, of course the epic center for uh, for for coronavirus in, in the U.S. But pretty much, you know, kind of that is that's been replicated globally, right? It's it's yeah. a phenomena. It's it's a it's a context. It's uh, it's unprecedented, right, for any of us, for all of us, unless you know we go to our grandparents, great grandparents, who probably lived through one of the the major wars, right, and are maybe yeah. experiencing something similar. That's the kind of background context, right, where yeah. we haven't got our masajids this Ramadan, we haven't got our tarawees in the masajids this Ramadan, right, we haven't yeah. got the qiyamul layl potentially in Ramadan, right, so we've got a challenge on our hands, right. But of course, from, from your perspective, the focus uh, for today's first hour and the conversation with you is, is more for the youth. And, and, and subhanAllah, one of the very positive things is that the youth generally, alhamdulillah, flock to the masajid in the UK at least. You know, you see a lot of the youth, mashallah, in those masajids. And it's a spiritual boost, isn't it? Ramadan is a spiritual boost. Right? That atmosphere, collective atmosphere, is a spiritual boost. How are we going to deal with this then? Yeah, so uh, so to start off this conversation, I we really have to put things in perspective, right? So, uh, as Muslims, as believers, we we have a principle that we understand, and that is that um, when we are put through a difficulty, when we're put through a calamity, when we're put through a challenge, it can either be um, a test from Allah or it can be a form of punishment. And, and our scholars would often say the way to recognize um, one from the other is very simple. Uh, and that is this, if we, if we recognize this difficulty as a test, it's a test. 
if we don't recognize it as a difficulty, may Allah protect us, it may be a form of punishment. So it's very simple. When a hardship comes upon us and we say, Allah is testing me, alhamdulillah, that becomes a test. And that automatically transforms it. And I don't know if transforms the right word, but it automatically helps us understand that this difficulty um, is something that bring, can bring us closer to Allah. And that is all difficulties, all challenges. And we have so many ayat and, and hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where uh, we are reminded that not only is going through a difficulty, a test from Allah, but also it is, a, it is an indication that Allah loves us. And the Prophet ﷺ literally said, when Allah loves someone, He tests them. And the, those who are tested the most severely are the Prophets. And then those most like them and those most like them, meaning the, the more similar uh, we are to the Prophets, the more severe our tests will be. So without a doubt, as long as we recognize that this is a test from Allah, Alhamdulillah, that means this is a sign of Allah's love for us, and Allah wants to bring us closer to Him. And so that also means that every difficulty, every challenge, will have blessings that are associated with it. So in these last few months, and I know like in the U.S. it's been maybe about a month, a little bit more than a month, um, my goal has been, especially when it comes to teaching and, and talking to other people, has been to really put things in the proper perspective. And that is that, yeah, it's a difficulty, but also it is a, it is a, um, it's a, it's a unique way, uh, it's a unique opportunity for us to get close to Allah in a way that perhaps we weren't doing so before. So right. instead of looking at it like, you know what, this Ramadan is going to be terrible, we can't go to the masjid, we can't do this, we can't do that. And even like today is the day of Jum'ah, right? Even Jum'ah. Yes. It's very easy to kind of like sulk and say, you know what, this yeah. Jum'ah, it just doesn't feel like Jum'ah, I didn't get yeah, ready yeah. to go to the masjid, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. Yeah. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is, through this challenge, how can I use the, the blessings of this challenge to get closer to Allah in a way that I wasn't doing so before? Mm. So this can be a wake-up call for us as Muslims. This can be... Um, a special year for us where we, inshallah ta'ala, years later look back and say, you know, 2020 was the year where everything changed and I got close to Allah in a way that I never did before. And I often say like in Ramadan, we kind of, um, we kind of go into like this automated, um, you know, behavior. Yep, right? yep, so yep. you wake up in the morning, you have suhoor, you do this, you do that. And you, you know, you, you go pray tarawih and then you do this and then you do that, and then it just goes on, and, and unfortunately, Ramadan, like you know our other acts of worship, sometimes becomes just like this ritualistic thing that we do without it really impacting our souls that much. Not everyone, you know, but sometimes we can fall into that. And so this year, inshallah, is a way for us to break out of that mm. and say, you know, I really have to work hard this year to make sure that I'm benefiting from the month of Ramadan right, right. Uh, with okay. these unique challenges that we have. Right, subhanAllah. So, you, you, mashallah, I, you know, I, I give you a good few minutes to, to lay the scene. You, you said quite a lot. And also, I got, of course, I'm working from my uh, home studio, so I've got interrupted by, by my youngest son, who, who, you, who you might have heard in the, in the background. But, okay, remaining positive, uh, you know, proper perspective on things using the blessings of, of the challenge, recognizing the, the positive okay, and, and the opportunities in everything that we see around us, right? That, that's the kind of messages that I'm, I'm hearing, right? Uh, well, which is fantastic because then we're obviously dealing with the, with the kind of negativity uh, and not being negative, that's not part of Islam, not being pessimistic, not, you know, not, not allowing things to you know, pull you down. I, I, I get that. But with the youth, right, they, they kind of, uh, and and it's, it's natural for, for human beings, you know, you, you kind of, you know, uh, influence one another, you kind of like to do things collectively, uh, and now suddenly, you know, you're being, you know, forced to look at things as individuals. You know, what, 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 how, what would you advise the, the youth from that perspective? So, yeah, so, um, so first of all, you know, when you say, when you say um, we're looking at things as individuals, I don't, I don't know if that is completely the case. I think right. if this happened 20 years ago, mm. or even 10 years ago, we would be yeah. in a very different situation. We would truly, truly be isolated. Yeah. Uh, but alhamdulillah, we're living in a time now. I mean, even like mm. what we're doing right now is a testimony to that very idea, right? The fact that we're connected. Yeah. You're in the yes. UK, I'm in the States. We're yes. in two different time zones. 
Um, there's an ocean in between us, but we are connected. And what are we doing? We're actually helping each other um, in our spirituality. And so we do, alhamdulillah, like we have the means. Um, it's just it's just an idea. It's just just um, it's just it's it's just for us to really recognize mm. and 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 pinpoint what those means are, and take advantage of them. So just as, you know, previous Ramadans where we would encourage one another and maybe we would do so, you know, because we had, you know, we would physically see each other, but we still have all the means of communication. We can Mm. call each other, you know, FaceTime, um, whatever else, you know, video calling, Zoom and all that kind of stuff. This Ramadan should be a Ramadan where we really focus um, on uh, keeping those connections alive. And, wow. and through those connections, we can actually strengthen our faith as well. So imagine yeah. subhanAllah waking up for Fajr, or sorry, waking up for Suhoor and calling your friends that you know may be struggling with that and, and, yeah. and encouraging them um, to get up and have Suhoor, uh, encouraging yeah. them to pray Fajr. And even Taraweeh, yeah. Taraweeh yeah. definitely is going to be a challenge. Yeah. Uh, but imagine calling up your friends and saying, look, um, I plan on reciting, I don't know, half a yeah. page. Um, today for, for yeah. what are you planning on reciting um, and why those particular ayat what, yeah. what, what, like, what do these ayat teach us mm. so involving uh, making an effort to really make this a, a communal uh, Ramadan right. uh, as opposed to as I said just kind of going through the motions and you know subhanAllah even you know in, in when we do come together as a community uh, in Taraweeh and the Masjid and stuff it's, if you really, if we're really being honest, we kind of once again it's very automated, right? You go to the masjid, you get in line, you pray, and then you go home. And maybe like you hang yeah, out with your friends yeah. and stuff after, and you go out for, yeah. you know, coffee or something like that. Yeah. But it's very, it's still very individualistic, and that's mm. you know kind of the society that we live in. Right. So, but yeah. Right. Right. So we've got about four minutes before we go to a sure. commercial break, right? So sure. I, I mean, when we're talking about youth, and, and of course you, you you've been addressing the youth for, for a while. I mean, what specific challenges do you see when it comes to Ramadan and, and, and youth? What, what are the key kind of you know key points to address for, for for the youth when it comes to Ramadan, right? Whether we're in lockdown or not in lockdown, right? What would be those key messages for for for, for the youth from a Ramadan perspective? Yeah. So. Um... Not only youth, but but all of us. We really need okay. to figure out what motivates us um, to make this the best month, uh, the best Ramadan of our life. Actually, not just mm-hmm. the best month out of the year, but the best month of our life. Yeah. And and the reality is that, and I know people, you know, I've seen this happen a lot. People think of the youth as this monolith. It's just the youth and their problems and their issues. But the reality is, every single young person is no. dealing with their unique set of challenges. So when you Sorry. find a young person who is away from the deen, they're away from Allah, it isn't because they're just young and that's the only reason. It's because they live a certain lifestyle and they have certain challenges and they have certain things that they are dealing with that may be yeah. keeping them away from the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this Ramadan is, is no different in that sense where I feel that we really have to take some time and ask ourselves on an individual level, like so for ourselves, and say, well, what is really keeping me um, from connecting with Allah this Ramadan? And also, for our families, for our loved ones, and as we said, as I said earlier, um, making this a, a communal issue, right? So, uh, when someone is young, someone has friends. How do I motivate my friends right. uh, to be more attached to Allah in this in this uh, Ramadan? Um, and I often say, the best person to give someone da'wah, the best person to, to invite someone else to goodness is the one who knows them the best. So you can have like the greatest speaker and lecturer in the world, but if they don't know who they're talking to, they don't have an understanding for them, it's gonna be hard for them to connect with that person. But when you know someone and you understand them and you understand what they're going through, it gives you this unique ability to really connect with them. So so this is not a response, I'm like, I'm not not, absolving myself of the responsibility, but at the same time, I do wanna say, we have to take this challenge on for ourselves, for our friends, and for our families, to really begin to, right. to reach out and see what unique challenges everyone has that is keeping them uh, keeping them away from connecting with Allah this particular uh, year. Right. 
Okay, Jazakallah uh, uh, for that, inshallah. We're going to go into a commercial break in about a minute, well, about one minute, Ustad uh, Sa'ad. So, so what, what I will do, inshallah, if, if, I, if, if I may, is uh, stop that conversation there and we'll come back to you, inshallah, in, in about five minutes. Is that okay, inshallah? Sure, sure. All right, Jazakallah. All right, listeners, this is uh, Hafi Shaban on Friday Night Live. I am with Ustad Sa'ad Taslim, and we are discussing preparing for Ramadan. And mashallah, excellent conversation, some excellent tips there being shared uh, with the Ustad. If you have any questions, I want to remind you that you can reach out and put any direct questions to the Ustad via social media, 0779481822. Uh, to send in your SMS and WhatsApp messages, inshallah ta'ala. And of course, you can also call us in the studio and the call will be forwarded on to myself. When we come back, inshallah ta'ala, I've got another 20, 25 minutes to speak with the Ustaz on preparing for Ramadan. I, I want to keep it uh, a youth-oriented, inshallah ta'ala, but inshallah we can ask some wider general context questions around Ramadan and preparing for Ramadan. Uh, inshallah ta'ala, uh, don't go away. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Until then, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Friday Night Live. Democracy only works for those who are advocating it. It's not working. This idea is sold to the Muslim world throughout, day in and day out. If you look at the leading nation that represents democracy in the world, this is how it treats its minorities. Join in the conversation with me, Abdel Akbar, and my guests every Fridays from 6 p.m. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban. It is Friday the 17th of April, uh, corresponding, I believe, to around the 23rd of Shaban, 1441. So we are almost a week away from Ramadan. We are a week away from Ramadan, which means we should have been preparing for Ramadan. We should have our plans ready. Ramadan, we should be psychologically, mentally, spiritually, physically ready for the month of Ramadan. A stone or a weight. We of course make dua to Allah, Allah barik lana fi Shaban wa balligana Ramadan to allow us to witness less Ramadan. But if you're still not in the mindset of Ramadan, then we're helping you get into that mood, get into that mindset, get ready for Ramadan because we are of course discussing preparing for Ramadan and we have been in conversation with Ustaz Sa'ad Taslim all the way from the United States inshallah we'll continue that conversation for the next about 25 minutes inshallah and then at 7 o'clock we've got a special live transmission from Ustaz Abdul who's also going to be discussing a very similar subject matter so earlier first half an hour of the show mashallah we were discussing with Ustaz from US Getting it, we had a bit of an introduction about the Ustad, his background, etc., and then we went straight into a deep dive in terms of Ramadan, preparing for Ramadan, some of the challenges that we're inevitably gonna face this Ramadan because this Ramadan is very, very different to previous Ramadan in terms of our social settings. Our social settings, the month of Ramadan is the same, the blessings, the mercy, the forgiveness are the same, but what is changing? Is our our of course social setting, right? That's gonna change. That's gonna change. That's gonna bring a bit of challenge. But as the Ustad was saying, that's also gonna bring with it opportunities. Inshallah. Zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two for your social media messages. Zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two. If you wanna put a question direct to the chef, please send those SMS, WhatsApp messages and questions to me, and I'll get that to the Ustad. Oh one five eight two four eight one eight double two is the number. In the studio, inshallah. With that, let me go straight back to uh, the Ustad, inshallah, and start continue, rather resume the conversation with Ustad Saad Tasleem. And when I'm going to resume that, let me resume that from where I left the introduction from, right? And that was very interesting to to uh, to read Ustad about your your appetite and, and your, of course, interest around skateboarding and snowboarding. I mean, snowboarding fascinates me whenever I see some videos on snowboarding. Uh, Masha, how, how big of a fan are you when it comes to snowboarding and stuff? Uh, well, actually, so um, in high school, 
right. so a lot of uh, a lot of kids in high school usually they go the, go the route of playing some type of sport. I mean, sports yeah. are really big in the U.S. as you know they are in the U.K. as well. Um, you know, whether it's football or basketball and so on and so forth. Um, my lifestyle was a little bit of an alternative lifestyle, so I was more into skating. Um, some snowboarding as well. I mean, no snowboarding is really restricted to about four or five months out of the year, uh, where I live. Um, and you kind of have to drive about an hour away. So, you know, I take some snowboarding trips. Um, and, um, you know, just from my jahiliya, from my past, but also like music and stuff. So that's pretty much where my focus was. Uh, so that's my, you know, that's, that's what we're talking about, um, with my exposure to all that stuff. Right, right. No, no, alhamdulillah, you know, it's good to see uh, the skateboarding and snowboarding is, is different, right? And, and, you know, a lot of the youth nowadays, they're into, you know, a lot, you know, similar stuff, you know, whether it's MMA, whether it's boxing, whether it's martial arts, or whether it's some of these adventure sports or some of these what, what they term as extreme sports. So, so for, for someone who's gone and studied the deen, uh, you know, graduated, you know, and then now doing the da'wah and also associating with that, you know, definitely, you know, the youth can connect to that. And they know, hey, there's, there's someone here with a similar background, similar interest, but you know what? He's speaking about the dean, right? So, you know, let me give it, give him, let me, let me lend him an ear. And that in itself, alhamdulillah, is, is a means of, you know, connecting with the youth, mashallah. I mean, do, do you find that, that, you know, that kind of background helps in, in, in that kind of field of da'wah with the youth? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, that mm. and I think the other uh, thing that I try to do is, um, I try my best to humanize myself, and, and I say that uh, in the context of, uh, you know, in my field, lecturing mm. and da'wah and speaking and so on and so forth, a lot of times, uh, yeah. a lot of my peers and, and a lot of my, even like my mentors and my teachers, uh, a lot of times young people will view like our scholars and, and imams and sheikhs and so on and so forth and view them kind of as, almost as if they're yeah. from a different world, right? Yes. So yes. when, when an yeah. imam talks about the worship of Allah, and even now with fasting and all this kind of stuff, a lot of young people have a tendency to be like, "Yeah, that's cool, that's great." Um, they're these, you know, they're just this amazing person. They're, you know, this amazing Muslim, and that's great for them. Yeah. But I will never reach yeah. that level. So yeah. it's very important for me uh, that you know my students and people that I speak to, especially young people, that they understand that I'm a human yeah. being just like them, and I face certain challenges as well. But my goal is to really inspire people to no. get close, continue to strive to get close to Allah, even though we're imperfect, even though no. we all no. commit sins, we all have flaws, no. but despite no. that, to, to continue to no. work to better our relationship with Allah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, really, I really second that and I, and I really support that, the humanizing element that, you know, the, the, the stars and the sheikh, you might find him in the gym, mashallah, which is, well, stars, really, do you go to the gym? You know, do you work out? You know, do you like the weightlifting, cardio, your skateboarding? Subhanallah, is that human element. It's not an angel that's been sent down from the heavens to come and teach you the deen. But as Allah yeah. subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah sent an, an insan to teach you the deen because, you know, you're, you're, it, it is a message for insan, you know, from insan, inshallah, right. uh, with a with medium being uh, the angels that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses. But alhamdulillah, fantastic, jazakallah, that's good, a bit of bit, bit connection there with, with our listenership, inshallah, ta'ala, as we go into a, a deep dive in, in the second half of the show, right? Uh, and, and I'm going to try, try to kind of fire off a, a number of questions uh, around Ramadan, around, you know, you know let, let's start off, what would be your kind of top, you know, uh, you know three or five tips uh, you know, coming to Ramadan for our listeners, you know, what, what are those three, five top tips that you would give to people who are listening today? Uh, and we're trying to get them, we're trying to boost up, right, our, our listenership, but I'm preparing for Ramadan and, and we've got a number of other kind of programs and, and the Mashallah Inspires station. There's a fantastic, you know, it's a Ramadan special when it comes to the month of Ramadan, but even the run-up to Ramadan to really get that community spirit ready for Ramadan. What are your top tips? Yeah. Um, so first of all, I would recommend uh, for everyone to really go into Ramadan with uh, a game plan. Um, and that sometimes means, you know, actually scheduling your days. And when I say scheduling your days, I don't mean make this crazy schedule for yourself that you know you're not yeah. going to stick to or you're going to stick to for a couple of days or maybe a day and yeah. it's done. Set yeah. very realistic um 
you know, doable, achievable goals for yourself and say, this is how I want to plan my Ramadan. And, you know, our scholars of the past, sometimes they would divide Ramadan into three sections, um, the first 10 days, second 10 days, and obviously the, you know, the merits of the last 10 days. Um, But that really serves to kind of reevaluate the progress you've made and how you can um, learn from what you have, the changes you've made and, and improve upon that. So at the very least, like my first tip is, for the first 10 days, uh, make a schedule for yourself. And once again, a realistic schedule. And, and don't show this schedule to anybody else because people might judge you and say like, oh, you're, you know, the schedule says that you're going to be sleeping three, four hours during the day and you, people may shame you for that. But realistically, a lot of, a lot of people do that, right? Mm. So be, be real with who you are, but also mm. leave room in there for improvement. So right. say, okay, you know what? The first 10 days or the first week, I'm going to mm-hmm. recite Quran, I don't know, for 10 minutes. And yeah, uh-huh. to a lot of people, if they hear that, they may say, that's it. Ramadan is the month of the Quran and you're going to recite 10 no. minutes. Not, so this is for you because in the end of the day, mm-hmm. this Ramadan, especially now you know, we're feeling this, this Ramadan is about your connection with, with mm-hmm. Allah and improving mm-hmm. from, from where you are. So number one, as I said, uh, set have a game plan. Know what you're getting into. Um, yeah. And so you can plan your days. And even if you cannot stick to it 100%, that's fine. But at yeah. least it gives you uh, gold. Uh, number right. two. Just, just, just before that, sure. a, a sure. very quick question. Game plan, I get that. Put a, a realistic plan together. Uh, you, you know, now that we're in a kind of a lockdown situation, you know, we might be living with other siblings, you know, them, you know a husband and wife spending a lot more time together, maybe children. Good idea to share those game plans as a family, as a, as you know, among siblings, you know, as a family unit to encourage one another. Pam, what do you think? Yeah, so it depends. So as uh, like, so for example, uh, I'm married. I have two kids, um, and so as a parent and as someone who has two kids, I would yeah, I would share that, yeah. like from a perspective of, of a dad, of a of, you know, a father. Yeah. Um, definitely, as a family, we should have a game plan and say, look, as a family, this is what we're gonna do. Um, and then there may be from the perspective of somebody who's single, who's young, and they may need their own specific game plan and say, look, for me, like, this is my struggle. And as, as a mom, for example, um, so it really depends on your, you know, where you are in that family dynamic. Uh, but as a, as a head of a household or as somebody who's part of a family, yeah, definitely. That would be, that'd be awesome. Right. You know, the, the other thing which I just picked up on, on your comment about the scholars and even the, the fact that the hadith of the, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, about the Rahmah, the Maghfirah and right? the three yeah. segments of Ramadan. I, I tell you, uh, whilst you were talking, uh, one of the things that I, I reflected upon is, you know, why don't we use a good idea is that end of 10 days being a checkpoint, right? End of 10 days being a checkpoint. Where am I against the plan? As opposed to waiting right to the end of Ramadan for a checkpoint. Far too late. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. What, what, what yeah. Do you think absolutely. About, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's very important that during the month of Ramadan, um, we constantly evaluate our progress to see, you know. And I often say, you know, people, it's sometimes people treat Ramadan as an all or nothing, right? My Ramadan was either a success yeah. or a failure. I either, you know, yeah. uh, you know, started praying or I didn't. I started reciting Quran or I did, and that's not how it has to be. You know, it can be. It's it's a progression, inshallah, Jada. Inshallah, inshallah. All right, all right. So you we were tip one game plan, yes, right? Okay. Tip two. Yeah. So tip one, as I said, uh, goals, game plan. Uh, number two, uh, and this is a little bit more theoretical, but uh, quality over quantity. Uh, and what I mean by that is that, right. look, uh, in our deen, in, in Islam, apart from the fara'id, so apart, apart from the obligatory um, deeds, quality is always better than quantity. So even you can take a look at, for example, the prayer, right? So we have our fara'id prayers, our obligatory prayers. Other than the obligatory prayers, no. it is always better to have quality rather than quantity. There's a hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. In which she asked the Prophet ﷺ, she said, which uh, deed is most beloved to Allah? And the Prophet ﷺ replied, he said, He said, the most beloved deeds or action to Allah is that one which is done consistently, even if it is small. So consistency being quality, right? 
So focus on, and I'm saying like, even if you have just a few things, it's okay, but make sure they, you're trying to transform them into quality deeds. So once again, if it's reciting the Quran, if no. it's praying, even Qiyam al-Layl, right? So now that, you know, Tahajjid and Qiyam al-Layl, we're kind of on our own now, right? We don't have the, the luxury of going to the no. masjid, standing behind somebody and praying with them. You're on your own. You've got to take care of yourself. No. So instead of saying no. to yourself, you know what, no. I've got to do an hour, right? Like, like I used to do in the masjid. No. And then the quality no. just goes down the drain. No. Say to yourself, I'll do 10 minutes, no. right? Or, you know, I'll do 15 minutes, whatever no. I can do, but I'm going to make sure that, I, you know, no. I am... I'm contemplating the Quran. I'm putting the quality in there. Uh, so that's yeah. number two: quality yeah. uh, over quantity. Yeah. Uh, number three: uh, right. make sure make sure Ramadan is not just about you; it's about others as well. And I know we are isolated, but as I said earlier, um, there or quarantine, I should say, uh, there are still ways to connect with other people. So be so as in Ramadan, you know, we know that the reward of feeding the other person. Uh, no. You know, we get their reward. So how no. can we get the reward of other people as well? How do we do yes. that? Well, by no. um, encouraging them, by showing them um, uh, the good deed. So even waking no. somebody up for suhoor, no. inshallah, you get the reward for their suhoor if you, if you wake no. them up. No. So it's just about no. being a little bit more creative this year and how we yeah. encourage others. Yeah, and, and uh, that that lot, that tip three, I really like that. You mentioned that earlier. You know, the the the, the quality of watawaso bil haqi watawaso bil sabr, right? That there's the surah wal asta. It's about you know encouraging one another, and I, and I think that's going to be a very important factor uh, this Ramadan. As you say, you are in lockdown and you're not visiting one another. You're not visiting your friends. But, you know, we're always virtually connected. We're always speaking. And it's going to be about encouraging one another to do good, you know, in, in, in the ibadat, in the, you know, supererogatory actions and, and so on and so forth. Let's not undermine that. And let's remember that that's going to be a quite a key factor uh, this Ramadan, inshallah. So, alhamdulillah, I, I think those, those three tips are great tips there, mashallah. Game plan, getting a, pl- a plan in place, quality not necessarily quantity, and it's also consistency that we need to remember. Uh, and, and then, of course, last one is Ramadan is not just about you, but others also. And we know that there's a huge drive for voluntary work uh, and voluntary you know, help and assistance. I know uh, normally in the month of Ramadan, subhanAllah, people are out there, whether it's volunteering for masajids, uh, in helping them with, with the huge demands in Ramadan, whether it's helping the charity organizations, other voluntary organizations because of course Ramadan is a, a huge month of Sadaka and a lot of those opportunities whilst they're not going to be there there are still going to be other opportunities and subhanAllah a, a good perspective that you've given it Ustad, is that actually there's going to be other different opportunities this time which yeah. you probably you know didn't have previously right and I think that's what it's about recognizing those and latching onto those yeah. all right all right subhanAllah all right so we've, we've got about Six, seven minutes uh, remaining, inshallah, ta'ala, right? So, uh, okay, we've got those tips. We've got the practical planning for Ramadan that we've discussed. I, I know, mashallah, looking at your, uh, one of the websites earlier, that you've got a, a seminar coming up in terms of Ramadan Q&As. Is that correct in, in a couple of days' time? Uh, yeah, so what I've been doing, um, so most of my work uh, before the coronavirus involved traveling. I would travel to different communities, uh, different countries even. I've been to the UK quite a bit. Um, right. and teaching and so all of that obviously shut down uh, no. so the natural progression of that was okay using social media using the internet no. uh, to continue to educate especially young Muslims but but all Muslims no. uh, and so I've become a lot more active uh, on uh, online and so I've taken no. advantage uh, I've, I've had a YouTube channel for a long time that I really wasn't, wasn't consistent with uh, but no. now I've started to do a lot of live sessions um, right. online uh, so my right. two main outlets right now are my YouTube channel and my Instagram. Um, until recently, uh, especially when the corona hit really hard, I was doing a daily um, live discussion on my Instagram. So people, you know, log in right, and just right, right. were there for each other to support each other and encourage each other in, in goodness. Uh, so I will continue to do that. So number right. one, uh, my YouTube channel, um, I am doing a, a live Ramadan Q&A. And that yeah. does deal a lot with preparing for Ramadan or any questions and concerns people have, especially this year, uh, because we're dealing with some unique challenges. 
No. Um, so that will be April 20th, inshallah. It's 4 p.m. my time. I believe that's 9 p.m. UK time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, so that's one of many other live uh, lectures uh, no. and discussions that I have coming up right. uh, on my YouTube channel, inshallah. Right, so I forgot to ask you, uh, Ustaz, uh, what, what state are you based out of? Uh, I'm in Maryland. Not that it makes that much you... to, yeah, exactly. Where is that? <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you next question. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I know uh, for, for, for Brits, and, you know, I, have, I have a lot of friends in the UK, uh, and I yeah. that I travel to the UK quite a bit. Uh, I know immediately, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, you thought about the cookies. Am I right? Yeah, I, d- I did. Actually, the first thing that comes to my mind is the cookies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I've actually uh-huh. had those cookies because a friend of mine said, you know, you got to try the Maryland cookies. Um, I know that's how you said but the best way for me to describe it, I'm, I'm right next to the capital, right next to Washington, D.C. Ah, okay. Ah, subhanAllah. Right, right. So that, that, that's, that adds to our time difference, man. Okay. Yeah. A little bit. Quite considerably. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, so, so we've got a good few minutes remaining, inshallah. Very, very quickly. All right, is, is there a, a huge difference, do, do you think, between the, the youth in, in the US and the UK and, and the kind of Ramadan challenges and, and syndromes that we're discussing? Or is, is it quite similar, would you say? So, look, um, I think the culture, there is a difference of culture without a doubt. No. Not, you know, that's no matter where you go in the world, there, you know, even no. though we live in a globalized world now, there's still, no. we still do have cultures that, that are different. There, we have a no. lot of similarities, uh, no. but there are differences. But All I right. do think that the core challenges remain no. the same. So no. for young people, um, it's very simple. Like the, the way I, you know, if I look at the challenges that they're facing, you know, no. Imam Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, he said that the shaytan, uh, his two main methods of misleading people or getting people away from Allah or getting people to disbelief, actually. He said, is shahawat wa shubuhat. He said, shahawat meaning desires, shubuhat meaning doubts. And, and I see this across the board, across the world, that when a young person is feeling distant from the deen, uh, it's either because of like worldly desires and temptations, or yeah. like doubts that have crept in into like their faith. So in terms of those, I think that the core challenges remain the same across the board. Uh, but yeah, there are cultural differences, without a doubt. Right. Right. All right. Subhanallah. And, and, and last, but 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 not least, in terms of, you know, the societal influences on on the youth, right? I, I mean, uh, currently with Ram, uh, Ram, uh, you know, lockdown, a lot of alternative, uh, you know, entertainment channels, a lot of you know, m- media which is pre- previously or at least you know, kind of online entertainment that was you know, subscription based uh, is being made available free. The kind of Netflix and, and a lot of all the other stuff that's be becoming a lot more accessible, available, you know, to yeah. kind of help us through our boredom in being in lockdown, right? Uh, you know, you, that, that's a very negative uh, way of looking at lockdown, dealing yeah. with lockdown, and especially when it comes to Ramadan, right? So, it, yeah. hey guys, yeah, use the social media because we haven't got access to massages. So, already, subhanAllah, in terms of the programs, the lectures, the institutes and what they're promoting over the next few weeks for Ramadan. Fantastic to use that. But then you've also got the negative side of it, which is spending hours you know, and, and wasting hours in, 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 in stuff that is not going to benefit us. A, a word or two on, on that, perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, look, for the past um, few years, quite a few years, um, entertainment online has been a challenge, right? Because yeah. you're fasting, you may be home, whatever, you're hungry, a quick way to pass the time is to binge watch stuff on Netflix or or whatever it may be. This year and this year, that challenge is even more amplified because we're stuck in the house. So it is quite easy to fall into that, you know, into that zone of just binge watching and and just spending like hours and hours and hours online, um, just entertaining ourselves with things which are maybe are not you know, good for our soul. They're not good for us in progression, in progressing our deen, especially in Ramadan. So, um, number one, alhamdulillah, a lot of our scholars and da'at and speakers and institutes, they have stepped up uh, and they're offering a lot more online now. So, you are going to, and that's the reality, like, hashtag real talk, like, you're going to be online. That's just the reality of, you know, the world we're living in. No. Uh, but use that online time to um, maybe educate yourself. Right. 
no. so attend as many things uh, as you can because if you're going to be online, you might as well be doing something that inshallah will inspire you uh, to get close to Allah. I know m- myself, as I said earlier, I've you know stepped up um, how active I am online as well for the very yeah. reason that I know people are going to be online no matter what. So yeah. I'd rather they spend time with me and we help each other get close to Allah than you know just wasting hours uh, on on social media. Also, yeah. the other thing I would say is if you're gonna be online, uh, maybe use that online time to help other people. You know, we talked yeah. about helping other people, but maybe yeah. take on uh, a project um, yeah. or or maybe work with. You know, we have Alhamdulillah so many charity institutes. We have yeah. we have so much going on. Uh, yeah. Volunteer in any one of these organizations of your choice and you know no. contact them say i have um, you know time coming up in ramadan well how can i help you so no. now you're spending that time online maybe helping a tra- charity organization raise money uh, different projects and now that same online time uh, gets used in a way that can help right. us inshallah right jazak alhamdulillah we've we've run out of time uh, but alhamdulillah, I can genuinely say I really enjoyed the conversation uh, for the last hour and really appreciate your time all the way from the U.S. Uh, giving it to us on Friday Night Live and inspired from Jazakallah Ustad. And inshallah, I, I pray that I didn't get a status update from you with regards to you know coronavirus in the States, uh, especially the Muslim community. I mean, it's well known in terms of what the status is, but maybe next time. But stay safe and inshallah, pray that the Muslim community stay safe as well as the the, the wider humanity, inshallah, and we get I through mean. this through this uh, you know pandemic, through this trial, Amen. and we witness the month of Ramadan, and may it be an accepted month of Ramadan for all of us. Jazakallah Thank you for having me. Wa'iyakum Okay, listeners, that was Ustad Saad Taslim, and we were in conversation with Ustad from the states. Uh, in terms of preparing for Ramadan. Uh, mashallah, uh, I really enjoyed that conversation. It's going to be available on the website, on, on the podcast, inshallah. Very soon, we are running out of time. And as I said earlier, it, it is a focus, special focus on preparing for Ramadan on Friday Night Live for the two hours, right? So when we come back, inshallah, after the commercial break, we're going to go straight to a live transmission from Ustad Ajmal Masroor preparing for Ramadan. We're here to get you ready in the spirit, psychologically, spiritually, for the month of Ramadan. Let's help one another, as the Ustaz said. Until next week, when I'll be back with Friday Night Live, it is Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh from me, Hafiz Shaban, and over to the live transmission for Ajmal Masood on preparing for Ramadan. Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.